Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and we've got a super terrific, exciting, wonderful show today. Linda, I'm more excited than usual because I actually grew up watching our guest today, Elizabeth Joyce, as a little girl and my sisters and mom and I would always tune in, you know, to, to, to see her and to, to listen to her. So for me today, it's a really big treat. No, well, um, it's a big treat for me, too, because you know how, how interested I am in getting more conscious. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I just finished going through uh, Elizabeth's book, so, you know, I'm very excited to talk to her because I have so many questions. <laughs> You know, it, it, especially, you know, now, Linda, I think that there's, there's a big energetic shift going on. And I know for me, it was, it seemed like it was a big downward spiral and then something shifted. And now I feel like it's, it's, it's not necessarily moving up, but it's, 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 it's stopped for me. It's downward shift. It's kind of stabilized. And I feel like we're poised for, for a, like a rebirth or a growth or some sort of wonderful, exciting thing is happening. And maybe it's just because I'm always positive. <laughs> no, is that, are you talking about you personally or are we talking about, you know, what's going on on the planet right now? See, I it, it's hard for me to disconnect one to the other. And, you know, I am that yeah. proverbial, you know, half full uh, glasses on everything. But I feel more hopeful now than I have in years. Well, that's terrific. And, and that's a good way to feel. And if we can get more people to feel like that, I think we can make a shift in what's going on. Because um, if the media has anything to do about it, every time you turn it on, they want to scare the bejesus out of you um, with all, you know, between shootings and terrorism and weather problems and this and that. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, but things are definitely you know, the energy has changed. It's changing. Um, and I can't wait to talk to Elizabeth about that. And, you know, how are we going to adapt to that? Because I have a feeling if you don't, uh, you could really be in for some really, really uh, troublesome times, you know, personally. So I you know that's good. But so every so let's go. Thanksgiving is over. You know, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I did. I did. It was really, it was good. It was, everybody was happy. I, you know, when you have a bunch of people over and you have a mix of groups of friends and families, you know, they could go, <laughs> could really go the wrong way. But for this year, you know, everybody had a delightful time and we had a unique mix. We had a lady from Cuba. We had a Brazilian, um, you know, then we had, you know, people from all over the, the United States come right. and, you know, we ranged in age from eight to 80. So it was really kind of a cool table um you know not real typical of your you know typical thanksgiving unless you know maybe you're a modern family like they are on tv 
No, well, we had, you know, ours was, you know, kind of typical because it's usually the same people every year, and it, it's my husband's family. And um, but it was good because no one talked about politics, nobody talked about, you know, all, any of this, the stuff that's going on. Everybody was just kind of, you know, I don't know how aware they are of, of all the things that are going on, but. Nobody, you know, everybody was just in a in a good place, and it, and it was uh, great. We did not go to the, around the table and and tell each other what we're thankful for. That we did not do. But it wasn't my home, so I wasn't going to organize it. See, <laughs> you know, and but I, I always like to so, do that. I like to do that too, you know, because I I love to see you know what, especially the little ones come up with. We had an eight, a nine. And two 12-year-olds. So it was really fun, you know, to see them go, you know, like to see what they're thankful for. And I think when you raise kids in an era of gratitude, um, it makes for a happier life. But it's always fun when you get the crusty old curmudgeons who, you know, haven't really embraced gratitude as a practice in their lifetime. And, you know, they shift in their seat and they get all uncomfortable. And, um, you know, not from my side of the family, because I've got my Uncle Gary, who's a pastor, and my dad, who's, you know, always about being grateful um, but it's really fun to see people's response when you ask them what they're grateful for this year. Yeah, well, I didn't have that. But it's it usually, it does, you're right, it makes people uncomfortable. And it's really interesting. I'm really, really getting to, to um, I think, feed into people's energy a lot more than I ever was before. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. And, you know, you just see with some people how dead they are inside or, you know, it's just, it's kind of sad. You know, it, they exude like n- nothing, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like an empty void. Um, and then you see someone that, that, that's got a spark and an energy and good, good, good spirit. And it, it's like they shine. And it, it's such a contrast between, between the two. Well, you know, it is, I, you know, and, and I make jokes all the time about, you know, my ex-husband used to call me Plastic Polly or when I was a little girl, my family nicknamed me Happy. They were Happy Girl. Oh, here comes Happy Girl. And, you know, I don't know if I popped out that way, but I certainly continued that way. And it's amazing to me when I meet someone that they can't, they really truly can't come up with something that they're grateful for, something that they're happy for. You know, I'm so grateful for simple things. I'm grateful that my kids are healthy. I'm grateful that my dad is still here. I'm grateful that we had enough food to eat and the house was warm. And, you know, when you grow up and you don't have some of those things, it's amazing how you can find gratitude in the tiniest little things. But then I look at some of my kids' friends who have such affluence and it's like, gosh, you don't have a grateful bone in your teeny little body. (laughs) It's coming to me. It's the entitled group. No, I, I, I do it every day. Every day. I mean, I go to the gym and I'm on the treadmill and I'm feeling good. And I say, thank God I'm, I'm at this age on the treadmill, um, doing, doing what I'm doing. And I feel, terrific i mean that's a blessing it is you know, a it blessing. really is uh, it is you know, but it's and, also and, a choice know, you know and everything if i stumble on the street or something um i say oh thank god I, you know thank you for not letting me fall down and hurt myself <laughs> i mean it's like it's like every little thing i you know you're just aware of of how blessed you are and you know it it, it just boggles my mind how some people just you know, don't have that in them. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, I'm the happiest in like, like you. I don't walk around with this <laughs> Pollyanna thing. But, you know, I am very, very aware and very, very grateful, you know, for what I have. Me well, and you know, part of what I do every Thanksgiving is I, I really do sit down and I think about, you know, I'm going to find, you know, grateful 
places, like even in the dark spaces, you know, this year I went through, you know, the terrible divorce I went through and, you know, my mother's passing and, you know, the financial setbacks that I've struggled over the past couple of years. But, you know, when you spin it around and you, you mine them for like diamonds. And I, I had this whole list of gratitudes that I was really surprised came over and wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone through those hard times. And it was interesting for me to look back and go, you know, a couple years back now and go, wow, I really am grateful. I went through that horrible court experience because now I feel this. Now I think that now I'm aware of this. And it really did change my mindset because I really thought when I sat down to do my gratitude exercise, like, is this going to drag me down? Is this going to mire me in bad memories and bad feelings? But, you know, when I accepted that we're a soul having a human experience, it, it changes things for me. It doesn't, it's just part of what my soul is experiencing in this human body. And it's really amazing how that kind of disconnects a lot of the tough emotions from it. Well, that's the movie thing we talk about all the time. If, you know, we're, we're here and we're part of a movie. You know, we're just having this, this life experience in a body. And, you know, it, it is like a movie. And if we can just learn not to get so crazy about all of these things that are happening in the movie and just sort of understand what it is, it makes it, you know, a little bit easier. And you certainly have learned that in the last couple of years. And it's, it, you know, to your benefit and to and and you know you're you've been terrific because you went through a lot and it's it's when we go through the hard times either we get bitter and cold and we turn off or we say oh wow this like you just said it was really a gift and i learned so much and look at me now isn't that wonderful It is. And, you know, and it definitely was a choice. You know, I could have chosen to go down the oh, poor me path. And I did that for a while. I did it probably for a whole year. You know, I felt sorry for myself. I was lost. I was bitter, angry, resentful. I mean, I went through the whole gamut of those emotions. And I really do think like with grief, you know, you've got to feel them in order to let them go. Because I don't think you ever not be sad that you miss someone or, you know, you don't look back and go, you know, in a perfect world, I don't think I would have chosen this human experience, but I can see how it benefited me. I think, you know, you got to, you got to kind of talk yourself through some of this stuff. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, if you believe uh, that, you know, this, what we're, li- we're living now is now, and there's going to be, you know, for people that have passed away that, <laughs> that you want to hook up with again, that you're going to have the opportunity to do that. It makes it, makes it a little less hard to, to bear the loss. And I think that's perfectly okay. I mean, we can't prove that that's what's really going to happen, but if you believe and you have a strong belief, it certainly makes it uh, a lot, a lot sweeter. And that's what we want to do. We want to make our life as sweet as we can while we're here. We don't have to wait to get to the next place to experience that, that joy. No, and I love when people challenge me on my joy saying, well, you know, what if you're wrong? I'm like, yeah. Well, what if? But I'm happy. Right. So what if? Holy moly. Right. What if what I'm if? wrong? Like, yeah, you know what? If after we're dead, we're dead, what did I really lose? I lived a lifetime of happiness, believing in more. And yeah, when I'm dead, maybe I found out there's nothing left. But if there's nothing left, there's nothing left to feel bad that I was wrong. I mean, I just, no, I just think you, you some of these... No, you a good human experience. That, you know, that's terrific. Um, but I don't believe that at all. No, I don't either. <laughs> I don't well, believe listen. that that's the end. 
I need, this is the end of this segment, so I need to take us to commercial break. Okay. And uh, when we come back from the break, I'm so excited to meet this lady. She is, she's amazing to me. I know she'll be amazing to you. And, you know, I mean, I don't even have time to go through all the different things that she's done and how she's touched people's lives. But when we come back from the break, we are going to be able to talk to Elizabeth Joyce. This is personally a big deal for me, and I'm so excited. Uh, when we come back from the break, we are going to talk about, um, Elizabeth Joyce and and how she became who she is and and what she sees for the rest of us uh, in 2016. More after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we get to visit with somebody super special today. We get to visit with Elizabeth Joyce. Now, Elizabeth Joyce has a biography that's a mile long. She has been on numerous television shows. She's been, I love that you, I just read your biography that you were, you you had work as a paralegal and in aviation, but what you're most famous for, for me, is your psychic readings, your past life regression. Um, you have got so many spiritual gifts to bring to us. I mean, you can find lost articles. You've helped missing people, you know, bringing messages from the other side. You're like the catch-all, end-all of everything spiritual. So <laughs> I'm just really thrilled to meet you. 
Well, thank you. And I feel like now I've been really put up at the top because I was chosen for some strange reason. You talk about gratitude to bring in the new spiritual chakras, which is our next step in mankind. Thank goodness it's here. Well, and after doing a couple years of radio shows in the spiritual community, both Linda and I were flabbergasted because we've seen a lot of the same stuff regurgitated, repurposed. And, you know, your new book was something that was really eye-opening, I think, to both of us. Well, there's a lot of new age mumbo jumbo out there, believe me. Believe me, there is. Most of it is. But this is something very real. I do believe that after 2012, a new energy came on the planet, and it came supposedly from the middle of our galaxy called the double helix, and we're going to begin to do energy healing with that. So it's a new step, and we need to develop ourselves and keep in touch with other realities and you do that through working your spiritual chakras and developing your universal body which has been known in the past as your double your etheric double now elizabeth you have all these gifts and you know there's so many people that say well gee i wonder if i could have something like that i wonder if i could do something like that because i know that's what i say (laughs) absolutely we all have them. We just haven't developed them. You know you can sing, and you know Barbara Streisand can sing, and you know the difference between the two. And that's all it is. So did you just wake up one day and, and decide, you know, because you've had this amazing career. I was even- born this way. I don't know any different. I really don't. Uh, my grandmother was a shaman from Maine. And she taught me. My mother grew up in New Hampshire, and my grandmother taught me at a very young age what the values are and the values are nature loving being gentle and kind not being too self-centered and gratitude my goodness did i learn gratitude also i learned at a very young age to take responsibility for my actions i'd love to share how that was handled oh absolutely because i think people don't know how to discipline today i think that's why the children are growing up arrogant and full of you owe it to me what, I, what used to happen when I was younger was that when I did something wrong or something, you know, out of order, my grandmother would stand by the back door with something called a sit-upon. It was a, a mat made out of straw, woven, and handed to me, and I knew I had to go out and find myself a tree. So I, I would always pick a weeping willow. I loved a weeping willow tree, and I had to sit under the tree until I could come back in and tell her what was wrong, why she was upset with me. And then there would always be a chore that I would have to do, like sweep the floor or do the dishes or something. It was beautiful. I and just, it was all, almost wordless. I wasn't told I was bad or naughty. I was told that I had disturbed the balance. I had to go yeah. figure out why. I just wrote all that down because I'm going to do that with my kids. I love it. It works. It really works. And and I learned to sit next to the tree and cry and be very sad at what I had done. I never, I loved her so much, I never wanted to get her mad. And, And to talk to the tree and ask for strength and ask for guidance from the tree when in reality I was going within, which is what we need to learn to, to relearn to do. Right. Now, I'm just taking notes. <laughs> you talked about, you know, we're going into, and in the book, we're calling it like the fifth dimension. 
yes. of this thing that happened in, uh, in 2012. So how is, I mean, it, are all the things that are happening around us today, uh, is, it, is that partially a result of, of this new dimension? Yes, you said something that was uh, very well explained in my other book called Ascension, Accessing the Fifth Dimension. I wrote that in 2010. You know, when something new comes, the old has to leave. The old habits, the old ways, the old time of doing things has to leave. So it's called destruction before reconstruction. Because we have to get rid of the old, let go of our habits, realize that they aren't good for us and that we no longer need them, like guilt, shame, and, you know, low self-esteem, and then accept and embrace the new way in order to learn. So we are moving from a belief system into a different belief system. I believe it's evolving. I think it will take time. But I'll bet you dollars to donuts if you girls asked anybody, what happened to them in 2013? You would hear tragic stories everywhere because 2013 was the year of adjustment. The energy came in actually at noontime on the 22nd of December 2012 and it started to move and it moves like the breeze. It moves like the merry little breezes and Mother West Wind. It moves and the energy moves and it does what it will. And, of course, it's working at the top of our game as well as the bottom of our game. So we have the fish in the sea as well as the different countries going to war, which is totally ridiculous. Um, and this is happening in order to create a change that will be lasting. And it's, it is a process that no one can stop and we are all caught in. And you were correct before when you said if you don't embrace this new energy – harm will come to you. I don't want to say harm will come to you. I will say you'll be very uncomfortable. And the things that you've been hanging on to and wanting will disappear, and you won't know how to create something new. And that's sad, isn't it? It is. And I'd love to ask you, you know, to embrace the new energy, how do you do that? I mean, I'm a go-with-the-flow kind of gal, so I, I really try to do that. But I'd love to know your best tip or best practice like how do you do that like how do you very simple okay good morning meditation and nightly review every day morning meditation and nightly review when you wake up in the morning embrace the day be grateful that you have the day and what i do is i accept the love energy of god being put into my body so i can go through my day and i ask my spirit guides and angels if I could please distribute this energy to everyone I meet in every experience I have throughout the day so that the love will spread then when it's evening time I have to sit and think about my day have gratitude for the day and look and see if there was any upset any dispute any misunderstandings that occurred and I have 24 hours to make amends I have to take responsibility and make amends. If I called somebody and they were crying and I was in a rush, I have to call them back and say, I'm sorry if I disturbed you. Well, these are little things. I'm just giving you examples because if anything is carried over, it breeds. It breeds bitterness, upset, like you were talking about separation and divorce. Separation and divorce is one thing where if you could learn to be thankful 
that you had had the experience with the other person and that they have to go on for their soul growth and you have to go on for your soul growth, then that would be good. But everybody gets tangled up in the settlement of property. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love that because I've worked really hard, uh, Elizabeth, you know, really finding the things to be thankful for. And it's really strange to me because, you know, my ex isn't and, you know, still stuck in that old modality of it's your fault, your fault, you're wrong, you're wrong. That's and third I, dimension. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's amazing how you can almost put up like, you know, like a bat shield, like, you know, you're like, I always, I always think like, you know, the bat shield, you know, was what Batman put up. And I think of this bat shield that repels all these things. So all those little nasty comments or daggers just bounce off like, like you want to hear, pillars. you want to hear my theory? Yes, please. I I developed this theory in 1989. It goes like this. Third dimension reality is you're wrong and I'm right. And I'm going to prove that you're wrong. And I'm going to make you tell me that you're wrong. And I'm going to make you tell me that you're wrong and that you're sorry that you made that mistake. And when you can tell me that you know that you're wrong and I'm right, then I'll know you love me. (sighs) That is so true. And so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's the way it's the way people lived. It was yeah. it was an era. And we certainly have had different eras. And and that era of your organ I'm right goes all the way back probably to at least Queen Victoria, if not the first Queen Elizabeth. And it's a it's a power play. Even parents as they age still try to have control over their children who are now 50 years old mm-hmm. they, they don't share the accomplishments of their children because they're still trying to make their children bow down to them it's ridiculous so I have a question and so many people are still stuck in that third dimension um, and maybe not with you know the way you explained it but in other things they're dense they're not yeah, they're they not, are they're not getting the changes and they're they're really stuck and mm-hmm. um, I have a, I have and I have a friend that you know that that that's very psychic and he said just being with them it hurts me I mean it, yeah, it physically it, it hurts is, me it is because subconsciously you take it on and and we're not strong enough yet so your friend is partially right uh, we're not strong enough yet to know how to clear the energies we're not strong enough yet not to be affected by somebody putting us down some part of our subconscious still wants to accept it but you can work on that Pearl Louise Hay now she was one of my teachers and she taught us about affirmations and changing negativity into positiveness isn't it wonderful that I heard that? Isn't it wonderful that I heard that negative comment? Because now I can tell myself that I that that isn't true and strengthen my inner core. Now, when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to talk more with Elizabeth Joyce about strengthening our core, about this third dimension reality, and what is the fourth dimension? That's my my next question coming up. We are visiting with Elizabeth Joyce today. She has a new book out. You're going to want to get a copy of it. It's She's got lots of books that are out, but this one is the new spiritual chakras and how to work with them. It's it's very interesting, and for those of you with the tired and true you know, spirituality, this is something that's going to knock your socks off. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Talk to 
Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and our guest today is Elizabeth Joyce, and Elizabeth Joyce has a new book out, and it's about the new spiritual chakras, and it's really interesting. I've had so much fun, uh, you know, thinking about my new chakras, and, you know, they're, I guess we've had them for the ages, but it's very interesting, um, especially since a lot of the stuff that, you know, we've come across these years is just a regurgitation of the same old spiritual, you know, mumbo jumbo if you will now we're visiting today with elizabeth joyce and we were talking about before the break about this third dimension reality about how you know being with somebody that's a your fault you know when you apologize then i'll know you love me kind of power play and you acquiesce to my greatness um that doesn't work and that hasn't been working for a long time and it dates back to you know many many hundreds you know of years ago maybe even a thousand years ago i don't know exactly how much but where do we go from there do we what is the fourth dimension like is that is that logically sequential where we go after we move out of the power play no the power play is is an effect of the third dimension you have to move out of the third dimension the third the fourth dimension brings us something called the magical world and the magical world is about finding the truth. It's the next step up, dimensionally speaking. And the magical world is when you are accepting the many and the varied realities that have been held secret in the universe. 
within the parameters of the fourth dimension. In other words, back in the 20s, they used to have minstrel shows. Do you know about minstrel shows? Mm-hmm. Okay. They used to have minstrel shows, and they used to make fun of what they would call the lower part of humanity. They didn't accept it. They didn't accept a lot of things. That women couldn't vote, for example. Women had no say. That's all over. And that's been over for a while. Yet we are still, women are still struggling with, I have as much of a brain as any man and I can do what they do. And if I can do it as well as they can do it, you need to pay me equally. You know that's up right now. Mm-hmm. So we're, we've evolved from not being allowed to do anything except make babies to taking responsibility, having our own businesses, and working for ourselves. It's, come, it's become now, I think, that you have to have a two-income family in order to bring up children which is another issue. But the link between the third dimension and the, of the physical body and the fourth dimension is in the use of the mental, emotional body. I the have fourth a question. dimension brings telepathy. Mm. Go ahead. Uh, you know, we're, all we hear on TV now lately, you know, is, is the upcoming elections for next year and, and, and all of these candidates and the debates. Do you see anybody on those daises spewing whatever they're spewing that are all that are part of the fourth dimension that is a difficult question to answer i do see who will bring in more energy than others but you have to understand something this is a setup you're watching a play yes (laughs) and the play is that nobody's going to have power anymore So if that's true, if we're all going to be equal, then how can I see somebody in the fourth dimension? It doesn't make sense. What makes sense is that you see these leaders try to struggle and that they don't know how and that they're battling each other in the old-fashioned way because the new way hasn't come into being yet. I hope this makes sense to you. And we're we're all headed for Armageddon, whether you like it or not. I do see the pattern and the plan of this demise which supposedly has to happen before we can have the new earth. Makes me very sad, but there's no stopping it or changing it. So therefore, whoever does get get in is going to buy into this plan. Do I see somebody that may not? There was supposed to be one person that may not, and that's Hillary Clinton. You asked me, I told you. Yeah, no, I was just, I, I was thinking it was, was, wasn't, you know, wasn't anything other than, you know. Because trying. if, if somebody like Donald Trump gets in, then that may speed things up. Why is that negative to speed things up if we've got to put an end to something? You don't want to prolong it. For example, I'm just giving you an example. I'm not saying or predicting anything. I'm just sure. giving you an example. Mm-hmm. Um but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because if you're living beyond that reality, you don't have the limitations of linear, of the linear life. The mental emotional body is, is a body that absolutely 
lives in another dimension. It lives beyond the things that you can see, hear, and feel and touch. It lives beyond that. It knows that there's something else. There isn't any what if it isn't true. The only thing I can say to people that ask a question, what if it isn't true, is surprise. (laughs) I'm going to do that from now on. Surprise. It is true. (laughs) And people can fear it. And and I don't know how anybody can ask a question of whether there's a God or not. It's beyond me. If you know anything about chemistry, if you know anything about electricity, then you have to know. As a matter of fact, you heard in Russia that the research has proven that there is a God element in chemistry. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. So the fourth dimension is finding the truth. The fourth dimension will make us more telepathic. It will make us able to listen to others. And it will make us be able to develop empathy as well as kindness and caring and understanding that we all come from the same parameter. Yeah, it's oneness. The oneness, okay. Yeah, yeah. And instead of... Uh, tossing people down if we lift them up and let them use the creativity that they're born to use we could have a, a world three times better than what we have now then the fifth dimension is the mystical world the fifth dimension is on something called the plane of light this is where we get self-realization this is where we get familiar with our universal body and we can use it to go anywhere when i was a little girl five years old five years old i i was using fifth dimension energies and didn't even know it because if somebody was sick that didn't live near me i would put them in the center of my left hand i would lay their body down on my hand i would take my right hand and put it over my left hand and i would pray for them and they would they would either dream about me tell my mother that they felt better, know that prayer was coming. There was something subtle that got received. And I would do that at five years old. It was instinct. Do you think that when, when you, like when you put your hand over your other hand to, to help heal that person, was that like, cause there's the hand chakras. Was that energy coming like out of you into that? It was the harmonization of their energy and mine. It okay. was taking their universal body, which I was speaking about mm-hmm. and putting it in my physical hand and sending energy. So therefore I connected with them. It's like putting a plug in a socket. I connected with them because I was visualizing their name and their body in my hand. And I was sending them energy for healing. And I was asking for it to go anywhere it needed to go in the body to heal. Mm. Do we call that Reiki now or is that some, is no, Reiki, Reiki something? Reiki that- is Reiki. No, Reiki is a directed energy. It comes from you to another person. It is purposeful. It is directed and it doesn't last. Reiki doesn't last. Reiki is a good energy. It has been used for what it has needed to be used for, but it is not a permanent healing modality. Now, we don't really know anything energetically, yet we will with the spiritual chakras, that's permanent. Because when people go to healers, they feel better for a while, but they can't hold it. And the reason that they can't hold it is because of what? morning meditation and nightly review it is very simple it is very simple 
If you are on a higher vibration, you're, you're doing your meditations, you're working your chakras, you're surrounding yourself with white light. You should be healthy for most of your days. And, you know, Deepak Chopra has something going when he says we can reverse aging. Sure. He really does. Even though it doesn't seem to have worked for some people, it has worked for very few. People give up. They think we're at McDonald's. They think they can go and order a hamburger for five cents and be well. That's not true. This takes years, years. This evolvement that I'm talking about is going to be at least 50 to 100 years. But I do think that this book, The Spiritual Chakras and How to Work with Them, will be the most interesting and profound book written in this century for two reasons. The first reason is that it came from me, to me from the hugging saint. That's Amachi. Amarita Nandamai. She's in southern India. Do you know her? Mm-hmm. I've okay. Heard her, yes. She put that book in my body. I've been with her 28 years. I was one of the 60 original people that she chose to come together to help bring her message to this country. I asked her to put a book in my body that would help mankind. And this is what came. The second reason is that I'm sure these spiritual chakras have always been here, but we've never been able to see them. And I think that the Tibetan monks years ago that used to meditate in the caves in the high mountains of Tibet worked the spiritual chakras and held energy for the planet to evolve. I'm telling you, we are at our next step of evolvement, and it's going to happen. And it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's a very exciting time. Yes, you know, so a, a, a lot of people are going to be very afraid at this time, but this is, this is going to be a, a, just an exciting time. And as you said, a beautiful time. Girls, I hate to interrupt you, but I need to take us to commercial break. We are visiting today with Elizabeth Joyce. Now, if you haven't read any of her books, you need to get onto Amazon right now and get a bunch of these because they are really, really interesting books. They cover everything from accessing the fifth dimension, which is one of the things we talked about. They're seeding and nurturing the garden of your soul, walking the middle road. Um, There's the psychic attack one, which is one that I think is really neat. Um, I enjoyed reading that and learned a lot from it. Now, Elizabeth Joyce and her people have not paid to appear on today's show. We are just bringing her because we're big fans and we're so excited to have her with us. Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to explore a little bit more about what Elizabeth Joyce has shared with us. So you're not going to want to miss it. Come back after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. 
and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are visiting with Elizabeth Joyce. Now, Elizabeth, I have a question for you that's uh, it's kind of off and on topic, but you were talking about the meditation that you do at night. Now, when I do my meditation at night and then I go to sleep, I wake up sometimes in the morning thinking that I... I had a visit or had a five-hour conversation with somebody and it's so intense and so real I feel like I I was sitting (laughs) talking to that person for half the night and I'm not exhausted can you do you ever have that can you explain to me what that is first of all where do we go when we sleep we go out of our body and back to our pod that is how we rejuvenate we go back and we talk to our masters and our teachers every night every night this happens and we, 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 you were having a lesson and you were made aware when you woke up that, that you were somewhere else. Yes, you were. I don't know where. You don't know where. But you were with your guys and teachers. And sometimes, you know, um, you can have a problem and you don't know how to solve it. And when you ask for it to be solved before you wake up, you'll either dream about it or you'll wake up with the answer. How do we how do we um, make it so that we remember our dreams more vividly and they don't evaporate so quickly after we well, wake up? Well, you can ask to remember your dreams, and they will evaporate quickly, which is why you have the journal by your bed, mm-hmm. so that when you wake up in that moment and you have something to remember, you write it down. Yeah, because there's too we have too many impulses. It's we're not living out in the woods in a tent with the animals we're living in electronic times we're living in cities los angeles new york philadelphia here we are and we've got all of this electronics hitting us which is part of why we're not retaining things for very long but yoganandaji paramahisiyanda yogananda was a great teacher that was here in the 1930s and 1940s and he began self-realization fellowship would tell us that the best time to meditate is at 4 a.m. because all of the electronics are down and you can really get through better, which is interesting. But I've always been aware of that. 
Well, in the book, you talk about you talk about this, and 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 I sort of I've always been really quizzical about it. Is you know how we can be living like two lives, parallel lives at the same time. I don't talk about parallel lives. Oh, you don't? Well, no, ma'am, not no. me. That's new age mumbo jumbo. That's new age mumbo jumbo. So yep. you are living a life in the experience of a body in order to help the soul to grow. Let me give you the pattern. First of all, you're sitting down with your with your nine people up in your soul pad deciding to be born. You're looking yeah. over your Akashic records, which are the records of everything that you've ever lived since, right. since you've been in your soul. And you're looking over that which you could improve on, that which you need to re- relive, to relearn, to handle better. Mm-hmm. And then you're born and you take a breath. Your first breath is your astrological chart. Boom, a picture is taken and your lifetime is recorded that you're going to live this lifetime. Now you're not living in the Akashic Records. You're living in your um, life, your living life review. So you begin and the chart shows you certain times in your life where you're going to have energetic challenges, energetic challenges. We're not talking about specifics. We're talking about challenges that where you are at that time when that energy comes in, it will bring you something you need to learn. It can either be easy or it can be difficult. That's it. So then when you're done and you drop the body, you go back to the soul school. You look at, you do, you do your present life review. You know you do life review. Mm-hmm. And you set up another way of being able to come back in and repair that which you didn't handle in this lifetime. By the way, do you know that after you pass um, in that three days of life review, you will see every hurt you ever gave to another person and the results of that action and then you will every then you will feel you will feel every hurt you ever gave out and then you will feel how you reacted when you were hurt and that's part of life review yeah i've heard of i've heard that before yes so that's something that we can anticipate however however louise hay would teach us when back when we were working with clients and could get her on the phone, which was really neat, that to get a person that isn't going to live very long, like that may have a, a you know cancer or something, to get them to talk about their life and their regrets, because if they could talk about their life and their regrets and they could begin to ease up on it and forgive it, it would be erased, and that's very important. Wow. Very important to remember that when you're helping somebody at the end of their life, you sit and you listen to them and you listen to what is important to them and what they would have liked to have changed, what they would have liked to have done differently. And you accept it as fact. Now they're finding their love. I, I was too hard on little Johnny. I shouldn't have been so hard on him. He's had a bad life because of it. I'm really sorry that I did that. When somebody says that and they are approaching death, it is a forgiveness message. So when they when they go to the next realm, they they don't have to feel That's that. That's right. They've cleared it. That's pretty. Can we? Because they've acknowledged it. Yes. Well, do we have to wait till we're on our deathbed, or can we no, start clearing out the stuff not now? What I said. That's not what I said. You you would clear your stuff now if you do nightly review. Got it. 
But yeah. I'm talking especially about the older people that have a hard time of letting go. Yeah. If you want to be a light worker and you want to help them ascend, sit and listen. Mm. That's what I was saying. Yeah. And that's important. So there's so many things that are, but let's talk a little bit about the new spiritual chakras because they are just wonderful. I also, on the back of the book, put the chart up about each chakra, what color it is, what it brings when it opens, Mm -hmm. and what sign it's ruled by. But the eighth chakra is the one that's opening for everybody right now. And it's above the crown center. The color is a crystal, clear quartz crystal. And it's going to open and it's going to bring people deeper spiritual gifts. They're they're going to start becoming more telepathic. They're going to start feeling more psychic in the sense that they're going to be able to sense other people and what they're thinking and feeling and adapt to that, which is going to be a part of this new way that we're going to be living. So the eighth chakra is important and it really helps with healing. It will enhance your healing practices it will want you to do service for others, and it will bring you higher up on your vibrational scale. So it's going to ascend. You're going to ascend as that opens because you're going to be going to get out of your own self-containment and realize that there's other people that could use your help and guidance. Not in a bossy, you have to do it my way way, but in a way of harmonizing, in a way of contributing, in a way of growing. You plant the seed. And if you help somebody else plant their seed, then that's good energy, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. Elizabeth, do you ever find that it's lonely to, like, oh, you You haven't read Ascension, have you? No. To read Ascension, accessing the fifth dimension. That is described how you get to the top of the mountain. There's no animals. There's no trees. There's only snow. And you're freezing and you're lonely and you're cold and you're scared. And you don't know where you are. It is so strange. You've just left an entire life. And then you look down and you see the golden city. And you say, oh my goodness, that's where I'm going. And when you get there into the fourth dimension, you're at the beginning. You're just learning. You're just bringing your stuff and moving in. And you're going to get to know everybody. And you're going to find your teachers. And you're going to find a different way of thinking. Your consciousness will change. And you will grow. And then you go through those seven levels until you get to the fifth dimension. That's Ascension Assessing the Fifth Dimension, right, that you wrote in 2010? I'm on Amazon ordering it right now. And I have, uh, I've upgraded it as well. I went back and reviewed it and made it beyond 2012 (laughs) and I put in the new chakras I didn't know I was going to write this book um, the new spiritual chakras I was actually ordered to by my guides because I had put a lot of this information into the ascension workbook which is which was a work of of work of love it almost killed me to write that book the workbook of ascension and they said I was walking around the house and I heard why have you hidden it why have you hidden it and I said hidden what and they said why have you hidden the spiritual chakras everyone has to know so I sat down and I I did a derivative of the workbook with the new spiritual chakras and how to work with them and it's very thorough it's very basic and it's very direct it explains everything and in the back of the of of the garden, um, seeding and nurturing the garden of your soul, I have what you were talking about before, all of the universal laws. 
The last time these universal laws were published were in the early 70s by a member of the Edgar Cayce uh, Association of Research and Enlightenment, and I got permission to reprint them in garden in, in that book because you can read through the natural laws and you can find out what you can do and how you can make your life better and how to think. It helps with your consciousness and understanding. Well, Sandra, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of breathless at this moment. Yes, I am. There's so much to take it. in. It's just, you know, it's wonderful. Thank you. Well, yeah, I have four it's pages wonderful. of notes. I, you know, Elizabeth, I like to take notes, and then I like to listen to the show after. I know it seems selfish, but um, I get more out of these shows than I think our listeners. Well, one of the best books I ever wrote, and the first book I wrote, was Psychic Attack, Are You a Victim? And the reason I wrote that book was because I was sick and tired of everybody coming to me and saying they just gave $10,000 to some gypsy in New York. I wanted to know why they weren't going to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and so, you know, I taught people that you can't put a hex on somebody without their permission. And I taught people that these people were using fear and your weakness to scare you and that you were actually giving them permission to do that. And I taught them how to stand up to it. And, I mean, we, we had a good time undoing it. Uh, but one girl had given $400,000 and we oh went to God. court and she got it back. Another girl gave over a million. She didn't get it all back. But uh, I expose all that. And then I list how you know a reputable psychic, how you know a good energy healer, you know, the do's and don'ts of that. Because people don't know. It's probably a bit like Angie's list. Oh, I think I have a lot of ordering to do on Amazon tomorrow. I'll tell you that. Elizabeth Joyce, you've been a wonderful guest today. I need to close out the show, girls. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. Thank you for your time. You're amazing. You, You were just everything I hoped for and more. Well, thank you very much. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prom.